Thank you everyone for coming. It's being sponsored, this morning's show is being sponsored by uh, Yoram Stone and, and uh, Danny Stone in memory of also a mouth to Jack. Jack, a mouth to you in your bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah is gross. One of the this coming Shabbos is Rosh Nisan, and one of the halachas of the month of Nisan is, of course, not only one of the halachas of Pesach, but there's a unique halacha that only applies, or perhaps. Uh, Primarily applies during the month of Nisan, not only applies during the month of Nisan, but, and that is the halacha of, or the idea of saying Birchas Ilonis. And the whole concept of Birchas Ilonis is really just one line in the Gemara and Brachis. The Gemara says himself, this Brachis over here, Ois Aleph, and Gilman Mabez, Haiman the Nofik Biyomi Nisan, if a person goes out during the month of Nisan, Vichazi Ilani to come Malafali, and he sees trees that are uh, sprouting, budding. So we, play, we give a bracha to Rebbeinu Shalom that he gave us all of these uh, wonderful things to have uh, these uh, wonderful trees and other items to have a pleasure from in this world. So it's a bracha b'shem u'malchus, the bracha of uh, of birchas ilonas. And the Gemara says, "Haiman the nafik b'yoyeminisan." A person goes out during the month of Nisan, but the Ritva writes in Rosh Hashanah, "Yidal from an Aleph," that b'yoyeminisan lav davka. A person should go out uh, whenever, any time, uh, whenever the trees uh, are sprouting and uh, giving forth fruit. That the budding season, so then a person should go out and recite Birchas uh, Ivanis. It's not specifically in Yom Nisan. So let's say you live in a locale where the uh, the uh, fruit season begins a little bit later. Like here in America, it begins later than it does in Eretz Israel. Eretz Israel, the Rosh Chodesh Nisan is already, you know, spring. Here, it's, uh, we're hoping we don't get another snowstorm, but it's, uh, it's not exactly we're in the full uh, you know, throw, you know, swing of spring yet. But when, uh, whenever it begins, if it's an ER, or perhaps even if it's a little bit earlier in Chaydesh whenever uh, spring begins, a person and the trees are uh, budding, a person could go out during that period of the year and recite Birchas uh, Ilonis. So the Ritva tells us it's not, spe- it's not uh, specifically limited to Chaydesh Nissen necessarily. However, the Chida and the Birke Yosef writes that he heard Al Derech HaKaboah, Vani Shomati Debrach Hazu Al Derech HaEmes, which refers to the Derech HaKaboah, Shaykh HaDavka Limei Nisan. That it's relevant specifically during the time period of Nisan, Vechein Ikar. And that's what he adopts, Al Pi HaKaboah. He doesn't cite a source, though. Of in the Pesach Einayim, which is another sefer from the Chida, he quotes a passage from the Zayar HaKadosh in Parshas Balak, where the Zayar says, uh, that the Neshamas that did not make it into Gan Eden are allowed in during two months of the year, during Tishrei and during uh, Nisan. And they get in, the, the Zayar implies, that they get in in the Zuchus that we go out and recite Birchus Ilonis. So since that's when the Neshamas are allowed in to uh, Gan Eden, those who were kept out, some, some say that there were Gogulim in the trees and in the weeds and whatever, so when you go out and recite Birchus Ilonis, that has, somehow redeems those Neshamas and allows them to enter into Gan Eden. So therefore the Birke Yosef claims that it's uh, perhaps uh, specific to Chaydesh Nisan in order to uh, help those Neshamas uh, re-enter into, into Gan Eden. In the Sefer Moed Chai from Chaim Palaji, he suggests that uh, if that's the case, perhaps you should require ten people in order to recite Birchus Ilanis. Because uh, ten people can uh, have the uh, greater effect in terms of redeeming those Neshamas, and that's why the Minig is to say Birchus Ilanis, recite a Perak of Tehillim, and then say a Kaddish. 
also in order to allow the neshamas to enter into uh, to enter into Gan Eden. But it only makes sense if you go with the uh, with the uh, with the derech hakabo of the Birka Yosef that it's in order to redeem the neshamas. Then it makes sense perhaps to have uh, perhaps to have ten people. The achreinim are also medayik in the lashon of the Gemara and the lashon of the Rambam that you have to go outside of the uh, confines of the city because the Gemara says Haiman the nafik nisan. You went outside. During the month of Nisan, and the Rambam writes over here, Oizdalit Hayoyse Lesados Aleginos. You went out into the fields or into the gardens, so it sounds like you left the city. So some Achrayim say you have to leave the city. You can't recite it on a tree in the middle of the city. And then the Gemara says Ilone. There's two girsos in the Gemara, but uh, but the, the girsa we have is Ilone, which is many trees, so more than one tree. And the Rambam writes as well, Vira Ilonos Parchos. Sounds like you're seeing trees, an orchard, or more, at least more than one tree. So therefore, there are those who are machmer as well. Another hidor by the mitzvah birchas is to go out of the city and to see it by more than one tree. So Sternbach writes in his Tshuvas Van Hagas, this only makes sense if you're going with the derech hakaboa. That uh, the reason we're doing this is in order to, or one, perhaps one reason we're doing it is in order to help the neshamas re-enter into Gan Eden. So then, perhaps you want to help as many neshamas as possible. You should see more than one tree. And uh, perhaps it, you're going outside of the city to reflect the idea. We're trying to help those neshamas get back in to Ganeid and those that were left out. So these three Hidurim, if you look in the Svarim on Nabir Chesilatus, they all mention these three concepts of Sternbach claims that these are not really Ma'akim Iker Adin, the Brach of Bir These are Hidurim, which a person should try and uh, fulfill as well. But they really only make sense according to the pshat of the of the Zayar that Birchasilanus is in order to redeem the Nishamas. That then that's that you have to have uh, ten people. It has to be outside of the confines of the city and should see more than one tree. All of those are uh, Hidurim. But Meikra Adin, the Ritva tells us it's not specific to the month of Nisan. A person should go out, uh, even a tree in the middle of the city, even one tree, if it's a fruit we'll get it, if uh, a tree that is now budding. A person should recite Birchas uh, Ilanus, but it's not specific to Chaydish Nissen. Since it's not specific to Chaydish Nissen, so if uh, Tzvi Pesach Frank writes in the Har Tzvi, women should be chayv in this bracha too. It's not a mitzvah essay Shazman Groma. Because it doesn't depend, it could really apply any point in the year. Uh, it only applies during the month of Nissen, during the budding season. So Tzvi Pesach Frank claims a mitzvah that does not depend specifically on time, or directly on time. It depends on the budding season. The budding season or the sprouting season depends on time. So such a mitzvah that depends on something which in turn depends on time is not called a mitzvah's essay shazman grama. That's a concept that's developed by the Shagasari in the Turei Evan. Over here, I say, the Mishnah says, Mesethus Megillah, that uh, women are chayv in the mitzvah of Bikurim, or bringing the new fruits to the Beis HaMikdash. But Bikurim only applies between Shavuos and Hanukkah. That's when Bikurim applies. So the Torah Evan asks, why have the Mishnah says women are chayv and bikurim, according to one Girsa. So he asks, how could women be chayv and bikurim? It's a time-bound mitzvah. It only applies between Shavuos and Hanukkah. So the Torah Evan suggests that, that it really doesn't depend directly on time. It depends on the fact that there, that's when there are fruits, that's when there are new fruits on the, out in the fields. And the Pasuk says with regards to bringing uh, new fruits, with regards to the mitzvah bikurim, that you should bring from that which is in your land. And the Gemara Masechtas Psachim Darshins, I think the Torah even quotes it. That which is found on the face of the field. It has to be, there have to be fruits found out, you know, in the, in the middle of the fields. And you only find fruits in the middle of the fields between Shavuos and Hanukkah. Once Hanukkah comes, you don't find, uh, you know, already before Hanukkah, there's still some, some fruits out in the fields. 
But once Hanukkah, apples, pumpkins, I don't know, there's some <coughs> stuff. But once Hanukkah comes, there's no fruits in the fields. So the, says the Torah Evan, that's why you can't recite Bikurim, you can't bring Bikurim after Hanukkah. Not because it depends on time, it depends on that's when there are fruit found in the fields. And so then, uh, that might depend on time, but since it doesn't depend directly on time, that's not a mitzvah essay shows my grammar. That's also a famous yeshiva shabshat in the infamous Ramban. There's a Ramban in, uh, Kiddushin, where the Ramban says, he's listing off the mitzvahs that are mitzvah essay shows my grammar, and he lists, uh, Sviras Ha'aymer, and he says, Sviras Ha'aymer is not a mitzvah essay shows my grammar, and women are chayiv in Sviras Ha'aymer. We know the Magan Avram writes that Sphira Saiber is a mitzvah as my grandma, women are potter. But he says the women have accepted upon themselves a chiyuv to recite Sphira Saiber. And Mr. Bura disagrees. He suggests women do not recite Sphira Saiber because the woman will inevitably forget uh, the one night to recite Sphira We should really talk for a whole other time. Women inevitably will forget Sphira Saiber one night and the problem with the bracha. So he recommends women do not recite Sphira Saiber. But this is all assuming women are not obligated. It's uh, going with the Magen Avram that it's a mitzvah says it shows my grandma. The women accepted upon themselves. But the Ramban writes that Tzirah Saimer is not a mitzvah says it shows my grandma at all. Women are chayiv meikar adin. What is a... So the Abnei Nezer asks, how could it be? It's a mitzvah says it shows my grandma. Some claim it was a tall sofer in the Ramban. He never said it. However, there's a famous pshat from the Divrei Yechezko, Yechezko Borstein, the classical Yeshiva Sha'achran. So in the Divrei Yechezko, he explains that Sviras Ha'aymer, according to the Ramban, doesn't depend on time. It depends on the carbon Ha'aymer. The Pasuk says, When you begin to put the sickle to the wheat for the carbon Ha'aymer, you should begin counting. So Gemara says in Mesechus, Menachas, Sviras Ha'aymer depends on the carbon Ha'aymer. That's why many of you shred them hold now. Sviras Ha'aymer nowadays is the Rabbanon. We don't have a carbon Ha'aymer, so Sviras Ha'aymer is only the Rabbanon. So Ramban claims since Sviras uh, Ha'aymer depends on the carbon Ha'aymer, we don't have a carbon Ha'aymer anymore, so, uh, that's not a Mitzvah Sesei Shazman Grama. Mitzvah Sesei Shazman is if it depends directly on time. Here it depends on the carbon Ha'aymer. The carbon Ha'aymer might depend on the second day of Pesach through, uh, you know, and then uh, through Shavuos. But you have to have a carbon Ha'aymer in order to count Sviras Ha'aymer. But since it doesn't depend on time, it depends on the carbon Ha'aymer. So the Ramban claims that perhaps it's not a Mitzvah Sesei Shazman Grama either. Roshlom Kluger is the same idea also by Kiddush Levana. Paiskim say that women are part in Kiddush Levana because the mitzvah essay has my grandma. It's ironic because Rishchidish is the yomtiv for women, but women are part in Kiddush Levana because the mitzvah essay has my grandma. So Shlomo Kluger, Shuvis, and in his comments on Shulchan Aruch disagrees, and he says no, it doesn't depend on time. It depends on the moon, and the moon depends on time. So again, same idea. So Salto over here writes of Tzipi Pesach Frank with regards to Birchas Ilanis that if we accept the Ritva, they can recite Birchas Ilanis whenever the trees are budding. It doesn't have to specifically be during the, the month of Nisan, so then women should be chayev. It's not dependent on time. It depends on the trees budding and uh, that season. That might in turn depend on time, but since it doesn't depend directly on time, women might be, women might be chayev in this bracha as well. But what is the nature of this uh, bracha of Birchas Ilanis? It seems to be a fundamental machlaikis. If you look over here at the Halachas Ketanas, Oisvav, one of the earlier Achreinim, he writes, you only allowed, or you should only make the bracha Birchas Ilanas on Ilone Machal, on fruit-bearing trees. And that's quoted by the Mishnah Brua, it's quoted by the Archashokhan, that it's only fruit-bearing trees. Why only fruit-bearing trees? So Archashokhan explains, because the whole bracha is to give Shevach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he gave us things that are not necessary. They're luxuries. 
Shehem Bahem Hechrechis, at the end of the first line, you write, Shehem Bahem Hechrechis, Lachayo Adam, they're not necessary for life, come out pre Ilanos, like fruit, you don't need it. Therefore, says not only can he not make it on certainly a, uh, a tree that it produces no fruit, but certainly even even of vegetables or other things which we do eat, you cannot make a birchasilanus on that. These are not luxuries, and the whole baracha is to give shevach to Hakadosh Baruch that He gave us such wonderful fruit uh, to benefit from. We don't even need it, but it's uh, it's extra. But nevertheless, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave it to us. So that's the way the Mishnah Brewer Paskins, that's the way the Chai Adam Paskins, that we can only make the Baruch of Birchasilanus on a fruit bearing tree. However, the Enayim Lemishbat, which is a uh, classical Achran also on the Gemara Mesechtis Brachis, notes that the Chidushe HaRo'ah seems to give you a different impression of, as to what Birchasilanus is about. The Ra'ah writes, over here, Oishches, Kavu Brachazul, Afishu, Inyan Balizman, it's something that only comes you know, intermittently. After a period of time, who inin mechudosh? It's something new. Shadam raya eitzim yaveisim yaveisim sheifriach hakadosh baruch hu. A person sees uh, dried out branches that hakadosh baruch hu brought back to life. So it's really a bracha, according to the Ra'ah, more on the fact that hakadosh baruch hu brought the trees back to life. It doesn't sound like it has anything to do with the fact that hakadosh baruch hu gave us fruit to benefit from. It sounds like it has to do with the new season of the trees, uh, the trees coming back to life after the winter. So it might not even have to be a fruit-bearing tree. That's why Rav Vosner writes in the Shevet HaLevi, if you made a brach on a non-fruit-bearing tree, you wouldn't go back and do it again. Because there are all implies that it doesn't have to be a fruit-bearing tree. So what is this mach like? Does it have to be a fruit-bearing tree? Or even a non-fruit-bearing tree? Can you make this, uh, this bracha on? So I believe it reflects two perspectives on what the bracha is about. The Beis Yosef quotes another mach between the Tur and the Mordechai. The Torah writes, and that's what the Beis Yosef is commenting on over here, is Tess, let's say you didn't make the bracha right away, if the fruits have already grown, you can't make this bracha anymore. So the Beis Yosef says, he says, it makes sense, so once the fruit is grown, you can't make the bracha. If you haven't seen it till the fruit grew, then you do have to make the bracha. Meaning you can make a bracha on a fruit. Meaning once the trees have started to produce fruit, you can make a bracha. The tour seems to imply that no, once the trees have begun to produce fruit, you can't make the bracha. You can only make the bracha when they're sprouting, when they're flowering. But uh, according to the Mordechai, you could even make it on fruit. So the Achreinim try and uh, minimize this machlaikis. The Beis Yotif seems to say to machlaikis, can you make the bracha on fruit or only on the flowering of the sprouting of the tree? But the Akronim try and uh, bring the two opinions closer together. So the Arach gives you the whole story over here. He quotes from the Bach. That the Brach writes, he quotes it over here on the second line, that there's no Machlechus between the Torah and the Mordechai. Rather, the Torah is talking about that you saw it already. You saw it once, and you didn't make the Bracha. And now you want to make the Bracha after it became fruit already. So he says, no, then you can't make the Bracha. The Mordechai is talking about you haven't seen the tree till it was fruit already. So then he says, the Mordechai says, then you can make the bracha. Meaning the Machlechus is talking about a situation where you, the tour is talking about one thing, and the Mordechai is talking about something else. The tour is talking about where you, haven't, you saw it once already, therefore he says you can't make the bracha on fruit. The Mordechai is talking about where you haven't seen it yet. And therefore the Mordechai claims that you can make it on fruit. So the Prisha, that's what the Aruch HaShulchan quotes on the third line, is not happy about this. He says, who said you have to make it only the first time you see the fruit? Or the first time you see the tree? Who said that that's the case? The Bach is assuming 
that the Torah holds, if you saw it once and you didn't make the bracha, that's it, you lose. And the Mordechai is talking about you haven't seen it once. The preacher says, who said you can only make the bracha the first time you saw it? Who says? Maybe it should even be the, the many times after. And that's the way the my, my, Mr. Brewer calls him my real. It doesn't have to be the first time you see the tree, even the second time that you saw it. Each time. No, one time. It's a one time deal. Yeah, one time. So then the Mishnah Brewer and the Arachashokhan both quote from El Yarabah, and this is the way the Mishnah Brewer passes the Arachashokhan as well. That's the f- third line of the Arachashokhan, which is kind of a modified opinion of the Bach. And that is the, that the Torah and the Mordechai really, there's no mach like this. But the Torah is talking about that you saw it once already, and now um, the fruit is already finished growing. So once the fruit is finished growing, you can't make the bracha anymore. You saw it, you saw it, you saw it, you didn't make the bracha until the fruit was done growing. Once the fruit is done growing, uh, the time for reciting Berch Silonis is over. And the Mordechai holds, uh, is talking about a case where the fruit is not done growing. He's talking about you saw it once, but the fruit isn't done growing yet, so then, um, so then uh, you can still make the bracha. So Mishabrun HaRachashokhan Paskin, really, bottom line, you can make the bracha even if it's the second time or third time you saw it, as long as the fruit is not done growing. They claim that there's no machlegas here. Once the fruit is done growing, a full apple, you can't make the berchasilanus anymore. This is subjective. When is the fruit growing, you can pick it. Right? Well, there's a ripe fruit. Everyone knows what a ripe fruit is. Whatever the fruit is ripe. Then it's done growing. It done. could it could be over mature, but uh, there's a uh, when a fruit is ripe, it's done. So according to this, would have nothing to do with the presence of the blossom. Right, which is surprising, which is surprising. It's not a requirement. Right, and it doesn't have to be the first time. You missed the blossom. Only if you missed the blossom. Right, right. Listen, it's not without machlekes. Some held the basis of held. No, you have to recite it. The, the tour held. You can't recite a fruit. It must be on the blossom. So therefore, there are those who follow. The Mishabra actually quotes that opinion as well. He sides with the other opinion that you can make it. Everyone holds it can make it even on fruit as long as the fruit is not fully ripe. But he quotes that the basis of held. You really should only make it on the blossom, not on the fruit. I mean, the Torah held, the Beis of holds within the Torah, I don't know, get too complicated, but yeah, the Beis of holds within the Torah, it's really only on the blossom. What about going to the Ra'ah? Oh, so one second. According to the Ra'ah, you yeah. don't need fruits. You don't need fruit, yeah. So then only when the blossom is there, otherwise... No, it's uh, any tree, even a tree that doesn't have fruits. You know, right. You see the leaves coming out on right. the... Right. Uh, right. So, but what is this issue? Can you only make it on the blossom, or can you even make it on the fruit? And then, <laughs> the Mishabur assumes you don't have to make it the first time you see it. But in the Sharatzi, and he quotes from Machzis Hashekah, who disagreed. And he said it should be dependent on another Machlekes with regards to the Brach of Shechianu. If you look over here, Oisir Aleph, the Shulchan Aruch, with regards to making a Shechianu and a new fruit, so the Shulchan Aruch says, you can make the Bracha at the end of the second line, Yochel Avarach Shnia. You can make the Bracha the second time that you see it. It doesn't have to be the first time. But the Magan Avram disagrees, and he says, no, it has to be the first time that you see the fruit, that's when you can make the Shechianu. The second time that you see it, you can't make, uh, you cannot make a Shechianu. It has to be the first time that you see it. That's why uh, it should really be, if you're going to use a Shechianu fruit for uh, second day Rosh Hashanah for Shechianu, because of the suffix, whether or not you have to make Shechianu, that you really shouldn't see the... We, we make the bracha on eating it, but we'll see in a second that really Mika did, many hold, you can make the bracha when you see it. It's not, it's a bracha on the new fruit season, not a bracha necessarily on eating the fruit in particular. So, so therefore, let's say the wife is going to go to pick out the fruit, whoever does the shopping in the home is going to go pick out the, uh, the fruits in the, in the supermarket. But uh, whoever is going to make the bracha should not really see the fruit. You shouldn't come and survey all the fruits that you have before the suda. Then it's the second time that you saw it is at the suda. 
Exactly. So Magad Avram claims the second time you see it is no good. You can't make the Shekhyon. It has to be the first time. So uh, the Machsis uh, HaShekel claims the same Machlekes would exist with regards to Birchis Ilonis. That uh, according to the Shulchan Aruch, you can make it the second time. According to the Magad Avram, it would really be, only be uh, the first time. So the heater to make it only when there's uh, flowers, not to wait till it's a fruit. And the heater to make it the first time that you see the tree. It shouldn't be a second or third time, because that's the opinion of the Magad Avram. What is this issue? What, what are they arguing about? Does it have to be the first time or even the second time? Does it only have to be fruit-bearing trees and not fruit-bearing trees? So I believe it's a machlekes with regards to what is the fundamental nature of Birchus Ilonis, and it's the same machlekes that exists with regards to the brach of Shechianu. We might be more familiar with this idea, or this machlekes with regards to Shechianu. Taisus in Masech the Sukkah throws up his hands, and he says, why do some mitzvahs get a Shechianu and other mitzvahs don't get a Shechianu? Lulav gets a Shechianu, uh, Shaifer gets a Shechianu, Pidin Aben gets a Shechianu. How come uh, Talus doesn't get a Shechianu or uh, Tfilin doesn't get a Shechianu? Hanukkah, Megillah do, others don't. What's the, what's the rule? So Taisus has two opinions here. The first opinion in Taisus is that it depends on Simcha. It's only a mitzvah that is tied in with Simcha. Lulav is the time of the Chag Osif. We're gathering in the fruits. Uh, Hanukkah, Megillah, the Simcha is obvious. We were saved. Pesach is that we were saved also. So that's why you have a Shechianu on these opinion uh, Aben. There's a Simcha because the child was Yatsu Michal Nefel. So all of these uh, mitzvahs are connected with an Indian of Simcha. And that's why there's Shechianu. That's the famous comment of the Balamor, Oisidaud over here, where the Balamor asks, How come there's no Shechianu by Sirius HaOimer? So Balamor says, Because Sirius HaOimer nowadays is only the Rabbanon. We don't have a carbon HaOimer. And uh, the whole Indian of Sirius HaOimer is Zechel HaKurban. Oh, we remember when Sirius HaOimer was Deiraisa. So it's depressing that we now we only fulfill the Rabbanon. So therefore the Balamor says there, there's no Shechianu. Pidin Aben is a Shechianu. The child was Yatsu Mechlal Nefel. Or the other mitzvahs have a, have a Simcha that's associated with them. So therefore there's a Shechianu, but uh, any mitzvah where there's no Simcha, um, there is no, uh, no Shechianu. Why is there no Shechianu then by Mila? By Mila there should have been a Shechianu. Uh, so the Avudraham writes because of Tzara the Yenuka. The child is in pain. How can we recite a Shechianu while he's in pain? So the Rashba disagrees with that. Uh, he says that the Rashba heard about that uh, idea that we don't say Shechianu because the child is in pain. And he says, nothing to do with Simcha. He modifies the approach. It has more to do with Hana. We benefited something. So he says, Mila, you benefit. There is a Tayelas. The child comes out Gamal. So you should make a Shechianu on Mila. And the girl likes the opinion of the Rashba. That's why if you've ever been to a bris in Eretz Yisrael, you know the minigis in Eretz Yisrael, they recite a Shechianu. That's because the girl accepted the Rashba. That there is Simcha by a bris. And even though this child is in pain, there is a Tayelas, there is a Hana, we do benefit something. So there should be a Shechianu by Mila. So two opinions either way. But one, one whole train of thought with regards to Shechianu is that it's on mitzvahs that uh, are accompanied with Simcha. If there's Simcha, there's Shechianu, no Simcha, then there's no Shechianu. But Taisus and Mesech the Sukkah quotes another opinion, that what triggers Shechianu is not Simcha, but it's things that come mizman lizman, from time to time. So Lulav comes from time to time, Masah comes from time to time, Tzitzis and Tfilin, a person fulfills every day. So there, there's no uh, Shechianu. Uh, Taisus writes in Bechiris that uh, Pidin Aben comes from time to time. 
Mila, we have a Mila every other uh, every other day. There's a Mila going on in the community. There's probably a Mila every day. Some communities, some communities, more than one Mila every day. Interesting. That's a loyce essay. Uh, but it's, I guess it's an essay not to... Or it's a passive. Right? Yeah, it's passive. Well, how do you make a bracha not doing something? Right. Yeah. You don't make a bracha not wearing shotness. But if it's anything... That's what Tyson's right, though. Tyson says, Pidin Aben is far in between. Mila happens all the time. No, but, then, but you're learning that it's on the community, not on the individual. I understand. You're saying, how often do we, do we make a Mila? Once a life. Yeah. Right. 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 So that's why others disagree with the Mila. And the Rambam held, it also depends on time to time. And the Rambam writes in, uh, over here, Oyster Zion and Hilchus Brachis. The Rambam also says the Shechianu depends on mitzvahs that come from time to time, and Mila is included. You make a Shechianu on Mila. Because the Rambam holds that the Mila also doesn't come in the community, maybe it's uh, common, but by, in my lifetime, you know, it doesn't happen all that often. So therefore, uh, so therefore you should make a Shechianu on Mila. Mila is uh, either, either pshat, whether it's simcha or whether it's time to time, one could squeeze in Mila and one could argue that Mila doesn't fit in. That's why Mila is a, is a machlekes with regards to Shechianu. But you have these two trains of thought. What triggers, what uh, brings about, what precipitates a bracha of Shechianu? Is it Simcha, or is it those mitzvahs that come from time to time? And I believe that they're arguing about what is the, uh, what, what do we have in mind when you make a bracha of Shechianu? Do you have in mind the Simcha of the new mitzvah, and I'm happy about something, and I make a Shechianu that it's been so long since I've been so happy at such an occasion? Or perhaps the bracha of Shechianu is more reflective. Meaning, I, uh, I have uh, Pidina Ben. Pidina Ben, I'm not making a Shechianu on the Simcha of Pidina Ben. What you're making a Shechianu on, this is something that's a milestone in life. It's a life cycle event. And that's a time to reflect on the past. Look how far I've come and people think about the time that's elapsed between that milestone, that life cycle event, and the previous milestone. So it's really reflective about the time that's passed. So, so the brach of Shechianu is on a period of time, not so much on the simch of the event that you're celebrating, but in the period of time that's passed. And I believe this same issue exists with regards to the new fruit. The Gemara says in Erevin, you make a brach of Shechianu on the new fruit. It's actually talking about a, a pumpkin, akara, which is a, a, go, um, yeah, a gourd. So you make a Shechianu on a, on a pumpkin, and ra- the Rambam writes, when do you make the Shechianu? You write it when Haroya Priya Meschadesh Mishano Goshano. You see, when you make a, when you see a fruit that comes seasonal, it's once a year, or tw- even uh, two times a year, but it's seasonal. You make the Brach of Shechianu when you see it. However, the Rush writes, they know the Shechianu is on the Simcha of uh, enjoying the new fruit. So therefore, the Rush writes, preferable would be to make the Shechianu when you eat it. That's when most people benefit from uh, eating the new fruit. The Ram says, no, you should make it when you see it. Rashi also on the Gemara and Ervin says, you see, when you make the bracha, when you see it. Why do they hold you make the bracha when you see it as opposed to when you eat it? The Rush's argument is good. Most people only benefit if I see a new apple came about, you know, because the apple season is coming. Or strawberry season is coming at the end of April, in May. So it's strawberry season. So how many people are so happy when they see the, uh, they see, no, they're happy when they start eating the fruits. When they see the new season, maybe the farmer is happy. But most other people are not necessarily so happy. They're happy that they have new fruits to eat, though. <coughs> so the Rush argues you should make it when you, uh, when you eat it. That's when most people benefit the most from the fruit. But the Ram and Rashi say, no, you make the bracha when you see it. Why? So I think because the whole purpose of the bracha of Shechianu, according to the Rambam, according to Rashi, 
is on the new season. Wow, a new fruit season has come and a person reflects on the previous year and on the time that's passed. So it's a bracha on a new period of time or on a, how, how far I've come. That I made it this far. But according to the rush, it's a bracha on the season of fruits. I'm benefiting uh, from the fruit and therefore you make a shachianu on the, uh, on the new fruit. I believe this could be the issue at the heart of Ramayusha debates in the Igris Maisha about our situation nowadays. We don't have fruits that are not available most of the, there are very few fruits. Cherries, I've noticed, are only available seasonally uh, by us. But most other fruits, uh, come out any fruit in the world, we have available in our local. You don't have to even go to a specialty store. We have them available all year long. <coughs> we have grapes. They import them from Chile, and uh, strawberries come also from different uh, th- countries underneath the uh, equator that having summer when we have winter. So Marisha asks, can you make a shechianu? Let's say strawberry season comes. Can you make a shechianu on a new uh, strawberry? Can you make it on a new... Uh, when grape season here begins. I don't know when that is. But whenever it does begin, can you make a shechianu on the grapes? We have grapes all year long. So Marisha claims, then he thinks yes. The fact that we have it all year long available to us doesn't diminish from the fact that it's a new season of grapes. So he claims, then you should be able to make a shechianu. Just Ramesha says, but we have it all year available to us. Ramesha is not sure. Maybe since we have the Hana of the fruit available all year to us, maybe you can make a Shachianu. He thinks Meikar, then you can, but he quotes others who disagree that perhaps you can't. So practically, Ramesha says you shouldn't make a Shachianu a new fruit, unless it's second night Rosh Hashanah, when uh, you might have to make a Shachianu because of the Yomtif. So since there's uh, another factor that might precipitate a Shachianu, the Yomtif, so we'll make a Shachianu a new fruit. But otherwise, the whole year long, a person really can't make a shechir on a new fruit. All fruits, all these fruits, uh, are available to, to us the whole year long because they import them uh, from other countries. What does this issue depend upon? So I believe it depends upon this as well. If shechir is a bracha on the hana of the fruit, I have this hana of the fruit all year long. I'm benefiting from this fruit. You can't make a shechir on a fruit, I have hana from the whole year. But if the shechir is on the season, you can't take away, just because I have grapes available, when grape season here begins, or strawberry season here begins, that's a time to reflect, if you're you know, in that uh, orbit, it's a time to reflect on the past, on how far we've come, and now we've reached a new uh, apple season, or something like that. So then you can make a shechir uh, on the new fruit, because it's on, uh, on the time that's passed. This, I believe, is also the issue... <coughs> With regards to the tomb and hugging, when do you make the Shechianu? The Ber Hetev claims that you make the Shechianu uh, after the bracha on the fruit. You make a bar priya eats, Shechianu, then eat. And that was the minig by many. The Mishnah Bura and the Rechashul, it's not a popular minig nowadays, because the Mishnah Bura and the Rechashul claim it's a hefsik. How can you make a Shechianu in between uh, the bar priya eats and eating the fruit? It's a hefsik. You make a bracha on a time period in the middle of a bracha of a bracha sanenen and eating the fruit is a hefsik. But I believe the way I hate they've held, no, it's not a hefsik. The Shechianu was not on the time period that's elapsed. Shechianu was on the fruit. So if the Shechianu was on the fruit, so then um, it stands to reason that uh, it's, not a, it's not a hefsik at all. So getting back to Berchus Ilanus. You don't have that trial by Lulav. By Lulav. Right, that's the, the argument. You make the Shechianu so in between, why, it's not why, a hefsik. So why would they argue by, by fruit, Manashech? Unless it's two different types of Shechianu. Why? Same way, just like I literally you say, you make yeah. so it's a Because maybe it's not. Maybe it's on a time period. What are you it's making now? You have your lifestone, lifestyle, lifestyle. Yeah. But I was asking, if it's a brach on the time period, why shouldn't it be a hefsik between them? So you're saying this two types of shechianu, then you have to say. Hefsik by birch samisa might also be right. 
So I believe that that's the issue over here, getting back to Birchasilonis. Does Birchasilonis have to be a bracha on fruit, a fruit-bearing tree, or could even be uh, a non-fruit-bearing tree? Or does it have to be the first time that you see it, or could even be a second time till the fruit is done growing? All of these issues, I think, revolve around uh, this, this idea. If Birchasilonis is a bracha, Kodesh Baruch gave us a new season of fruits. Shechion was on one specific fruit. Birchasilonis, according to the Archa Shulchan, according to the Kitanis, is a bracha on the new season of fruits. So then it has to be fruit-bearing trees. It might even have to be a, a tree that you'll eat from. Rabbi Kiva Eger is not sure. What if it's an Elon of Arla, uh, Arla tree? The first three years, a tree grows. You can't eat the fruits. Can you make a bracha on that kind of fruit? He's not sure. Maybe it has to be a fruit that you'd be willing to eat. Or let's say you don't eat fruits because of bugs. So also, I saw Nissen Kaplan has, uh, Rabbi Namir has in his say, for Shami Nisan, a suffolk. He thinks same suffolk. If you won't eat, you don't eat fruits because of bugs. So can you make Birch Silanus on any of the fruits? Because you wouldn't eat it. Or let's say it's a tart cranberry or something like that. A lot of times people find fruit trees, but they produce fruit that none of us would, uh, would ever eat. So maybe uh, that's no good. It has to be a fruit you'd be willing to eat, because you're making a bracha and a hana of the fruits, a whole season of fruits that the Rebbe Shalom gave us. But if Birch Siganis is not about uh, a new season of fruits, it's about a passage of time, a new season of uh, spring is beginning, so then you reflect on the previous year, it could even be uh, a, non-fruit-bearing, uh, a non-fruit-bearing tree. One last point is that this might be the issue that is raised by the Kafa Chaim. Kafa Chaim discusses, can you recite Birchus Ilanus on Shabbos? So he claims, no, you can't. Why? Because you might come to pick the fruit. He compares it to Gemara Masech the Sukkah. The Gemara says in Masech the Sukkah, you can't smell an esrik that's attached to a tree on Shabbos because you might come to pick the esrik. So to here, you might come to pick off the fruit. So and many others disagree. The, one of the first chuvas of Rabbi Avadi and the Chavadas is he disagrees with this Kafachayim, who is also a Sephardi. He disagrees with the Kafachayim. He says he can recite Berchus Ilanus on Shabbos. Well, why can he not recite Berchus Ilanus on Shabbos? So I believe that their argument is has nothing to do with the fruit. If I'm coming to recite Berchus Ilanus in a season, why would I come to pick a fruit? But if Berchus Ilanus is on the fruits, so then perhaps we could begin to understand... Uh, why perhaps you can't recite Birch Silanus on Shabbos. Anyway, it's a big Indian to recite Birch Silanus. Many people are not Nizar in this. The Archashulchan already quotes, are not, uh, not careful to do it, but it's a, it's a big Indian to recite Birch Silanus at the beginning of Chaydash Nisan when, when the trees begin to do it. Yeah. It doesn't mention any about fruits. It doesn't mention anything about fruits. No, it says Ilanus Taibas. But it doesn't say over there in the little instructions, what does it say? It says, Yeah, yeah, yeah.